0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: gracious, glorious, excuse me, and a blessed day to you, 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 and yours. I am so thankful that God has allowed us one more chance, one more opportunity to join together in the airwaves just to say thank you, Jesus. If we don't do anything else, excuse me, if we don't do anything else, when our eyes poke, pop up in the morning, our first words should not be Oh, God, or um, I needed some coffee or I want to go back to sleep or all the different things that we allow to come out of our mouths when we first open our eyes in the morning. But the the main thing that should come out of our mouth is a thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God, for another day. And that's what we want to do right here, right now. Anytime we join with one another in the airwaves, we want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. You have afforded us another chance, another opportunity to say thank you. J. Moss had a song out many years ago, and in that song, he said, While I, since I am still breathing, since I am still breathing, I'm going to praise you again. And that's how I feel, because we are yet still breathing. We are alive. We have our faculties about ourselves. We have the commonality of knowing that Jesus is alive and well and seated at the right hand of the Father, ever making intercession on our behalf. We have the ability and the recognition and the, the presence of mind to recognize and to understand that we are not only God's creation, but we are God's children. We have the ability to open up our mouth and use our vocal cord and not allow rocks, inanimate objects to cry out praise on our behalf, but we have the ability and the forwith to cry out, Abba, Father, for ourselves. And for that, I am grateful. I am grateful. Welcome to the It's Real radio talk show. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and I am joined by none other than my sister in the Lord, my sister from another mother, my Girl, my BFF, all of those different things that we have been to one another over the course of the years, Miss Tanya Roberts. How are you, my love?
2: Oh man, your introductory had me in the kitchen getting ready to do a holy dance and shout. <laughs> because I'm gonna tell you something. That's what we sang this morning at church. Glad to be in your service one more time. Mm, and I mm. and that music just went all over me. And I didn't mm. care what anybody thought about me. I began to raise my hands and praise them like I know how. Yes. So if they keep people call it crazy, let it be crazy, whatever you feel hey. like it is. But if you hey. don't know what I've been through, don't hinder my mm. praise. Mm, mm, That's mm. where I am right now. And this lady stood up because they were like, anyone's birthdays today? She stood up, she said, I'm glad to be in the service. One more time. I'm celebrating my ninety Birthday. Today.
1: My God, my God. Man, I was mm. like, we all mm. need to be shouting up Ooh. in here. Everybody.
0: Hallelujah.
2: Because people don't know what you've mm. been through and what, and what you're going through is bad That's enough. It. But not to be grateful for the day, take mm. every moment blissfully and live it. If yeah. I leave tomorrow, I want it to be known that it's all about being grateful, being Mm -hmm. prayerful, being before Mm -hmm. God. Really, when you begin to, Oprah said you need to write a grateful journal. I heard it Mm. again. Somebody said you need to write a grateful journal. Mm -hmm. Some of you need, and I'm doing it now, writing a grateful journal. Because the Mm. more you start writing about what you're grateful for, and look at those little things, that's the more your spirit ignites within you and you become a better person. Amen? Okay. Okay.
1: You better preach, girl. That's what I'm talking about. I don't, I don't, you know what? Okay, so let me, I was getting ready to say I don't understand people that can't praise. Well, let me, let me, let me digress because there have been times in my life where I couldn't praise God. Um, And it was because I couldn't give God a half-baked praise that if it was in my, wasn't in my spirit, if it wasn't within my realm of understanding what I was walking through, and I have never been a fake and phony person inside of God or outside of God, and so therefore, I would be at a place where I couldn't lift my hands and praise the Lord. I couldn't open my mouth and allow those praises to roll off of my tongue, but I'm here to tell you today that those days are long gone, and there is nothing. Absolutely nothing in the sphere of earthendom, if that's a word, in this earth realm that can stop me at this point from praising my God because I have now come to an understanding that my praise is not predicated on what I'm going through. My praise is not predicated on the fact that I feel good today or I don't feel good today. I got money in the bank or I don't have money in the bank. See, I had to get to a place. And I'm saying this because I'm prayerful that it'll help somebody out. Because I was about to say, I don't understand anybody that can't praise, but God instantly dropped that in my spirit and said, oh no, 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 there was a day that you weren't there either. So I want you to understand, your praise is not predicated on what's going on with you. The same thing, reason why we don't seek after happiness, we seek after the joy of the Lord because happiness is predicated on what happens, but the joy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. I don't care what you're walking through. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what it looks like. It may look like doom and gloom all around you. You may like be like pig Pigpen on Charlie Brown. Remember, he pig Pigpen would walk around and there was this dark cloud always over his head. You may feel like that, but I'm here to tell you today, that your praise is not predicated on what you're walking through. Your praise is in spite of what you may be going through. Your praise is in spite of what it may look like. Your praise is in spite of what the repo man did to you this morning. Your praise is in spite of the eviction notice that may be hanging on your door. Your praise is in spite of the disease that may be ravishing your body because your praise is your warfare, your Praise is your way out of all of those situations. Your praise is because you yet know who your God is. And you know that there is nothing that mere man can do unto you that can take away from you the fact that you are a child of God. The fact that your father loves you and he's got you. I don't care what it looks like in the natural I don't care what you're walking through. I don't care if that man or that woman left you. I don't care if you've been beaten down. I don't care what they said about you. I don't care. And when I say that, it's not that I mean I don't care with a sense of empathy. I have empathy for you and sympathy. Okay, I have both of those for you because of what you're walking through. But when I say I don't care, I say that because I know that the praise that God has instilled within you is not predicated on where you've been or what you've done or even what was done unto you. It's all because my Savior yet lives. My Savior loves me. Me. If there was no one else on the face of this planet, he just still came, hung, bled, and died and rose again for me. See, that's where my praise comes from. That's where my joy comes from. So it's not about what I'm walking through. It's not about that woe is me syndrome because, oh, you just don't know where I'm at. Oh, yeah, I, I have some idea, But God. My favorite two words in the whole Bible. People ask all the time, you know, what's your favorite scripture? I don't have a favorite scripture. I have a favorite two words. And those two words are, but God. Because that changes the trajectory of everything that concerns me, of everything that I'm connected to, of everything that I may have to walk through, of everything that I have encountered in my life. That, but God. That takes care of it all because that but God is the difference. It makes the difference, which is what's going to segue me into today's topic because today's topic is the power of relationship. See, I have that but God because I have a relationship with him. It is not head knowledge. It is not book knowledge. It is personal. It is that mano we mano man-on-man, one-on-one on one relationship with the creator of everything. And because of that relationship right there, then nothing else matters. That's my but God, okay? Because he loved me when I didn't even know me. He loved me when I couldn't even love
0: myself
1: because of the things I had done. Yet he still loves me. So my butt, God, it changes everything. It changes everything. Because 30 years ago, almost almost 31 years ago now, I had an encounter with the God of the universe. See, I had head knowledge about him before. I believed in everything within me that he existed. But well, when I came face-to-face with him and began to work on a relationship with him, changed everything. Absolutely changed everything. So we're going to talk today about the power of relationships. And I'm saying that with an S because I've already started off a conversation with the power of the most important relationship, and that is my relationship with God. But we have many, many relationships that we come into contact with over the course of our lives. And there is a power that is found within those relationships. And that power can be to the good or to the negative depending on what you yield into those relationships. So I want to talk about that today. Um, I didn't mean, I promise you, this is the honest of God truth. I did not mean to go where I went in the beginning of the subject, but my heart is so full right now because of the grace of God that rests on our lives. Because of his goodness and his mercy to overlook the faults and our shortcomings, because of his ability to love us in spite of that is the power of the relationship we have with him. It it wipes away everything. It wipes away all the ugliness. It wipes away all the sins. It wipes away all those dark dark moments. It wipes away those dark dark thoughts. It wipes away the dark emotions, the power of our relationship with him. But we've got to learn, first and foremost, to reverence that power in that relationship. But we also have to learn to rel- to revel-, revel in or um, appreciate, I should say, to appreciate the relationships that God gives us. You know, we spend so much time as human beings not appreciating others and sacrifices they make for us in little things. We can go through life and not appreciate our mates, not appreciate our parents, not appreciate our children, and not realizing we're shortchanging ourselves. We're shortchanging ourselves. And I think that we have to get to a place of seeing the little things, seeing those those small inconsequential things that we take for granted that people who care about us do for us, the people who care about us go out of their way to try and to put a smile on our face. You know, we can get <clears throat> excuse me, so caught up. In past experiences, we can get so caught up in what Toby did 55 years ago that we can't understand what James is doing right in our face today. We get so caught up that Sally Sue, you know, didn't say yes when I asked her to the prom as men, I'm talking from the male perspective, that we fail to understand that Jane, who is right there by our side and has walked with us for 20 years, has never rejected us. But because that pain is still there of the rejection of Sally Sue back in the ninth grade, we can't appreciate Jane. Now, these might sound like funny scenarios, but they are truth. They are things that are lived out on a daily basis. I thought about that. I'm trying to keep it together. But I thought about this the other night. It was Friday night. And my mind went back to when I was a teenager. And I was I was when I thought about it, I was actually I was passing the cemetery here in Las Vegas, Woodlawn Cemetery. And both of my parents and my grand my grandfather is buried there, like right in a row. My mom is buried in between her husband and her father. Um, and as I, it was nighttime. I was going to go pick up my great granddaughter. It was after school, and and I, it was like God just took me to a memory of me sitting on my father's grave. And this was a true memory. This was this was not you know a metaphor or anything. This was a true memory of me sitting on my father's grave when I was a teenager and just crying, literally crying and and saying, you know, how could you leave me here with her? How could you do this to me? Why would you leave me here with her? And I was talking about my mother <laughs> at the time. My mother and I had um, some really, really tough years there. We had some, some really strained years um, growing up. And I, I can't tell you it was all her fault because it was not. Um, I, I had I played a big part in that. I think we both played our own parts in it. Um, but I remember thinking I was such a father. I was a daddy's baby. I was a daddy's baby. And when my father died, I felt like you know I, I never allowed myself. This is true. I never allowed myself to appreciate the presence of my mother because she was not my father. <laughs> and I, I know most. Most children, they grow up with the nurture of their mom. You know, the mother is the nurturer. The mother is the one that loves you and, and, and protects you and, and does all that. And, and please hear me, you know, like fathers protect in their ways, but, you know, the mom is the one that covers you and, and what have you. And I did not feel that I had that with my mother. My mother, before my father passed away, my mother was a disciplinarian. Um, She was the one that gave me my beatdowns and all of that. And and my dad, my dad was just like, he was just my nightly shining hour. He would come to my rescue. He was, you know, he was just that. I just loved my father. I was a daddy's baby, daddy's little girl. And that's just who I was. And I don't apologize for that because it was phenomenal. But I remember as a teenager, my dad had been gone a few years because, like I said, he he died when I was seven, and just sitting there and crying out and just, oh my god! And I was sincere about my boo. I was sincere about what I was saying, and as God showed me that memory, I had to even then, and I've done this periodically since. You know, I mean, like not my mom's been gone now, shoot. 34 years, but um, even prior to her leaving, I, I thank God that for the last four years of her life, the Lord allowed me to take care of her and to be her caregiver and, and to heal of wounds um, that we have between ourselves. But anyway, I'm tell I'm saying telling the story for a reason because I, I want you guys to get into your understanding the power of relationships. When we don't reverence them as well as when we do, and so I had a great reverence for my father in my relationship, but at that point in time in my life, I did not have a great reverence for mine and my mother's. you know I always I love my mom, I believe my mom loved me, it was never one of those I hate you or Never one of those feelings that, you know, my mother didn't love me. In fact, I used to think she loved me too much because she wouldn't let me breathe. <laughs> you know, it was just unbelievable. But but we had we bumped heads and and people used to tell us all the time that we bumped heads because we were so much alike and, and I would be I'm nothing like her. I don't ever want to be like her, yada yada yada. You know what teenagers do. Anyway, um in my older years I do see we were quite a bit alike. But um I remember when God dropped that memory in my spirit, I had to stop and apologize to my mother one more time. And like I said, my mom's been gone 34 years, but I had to apologize again because I had to recognize that this was the one who walked through my darkest hours. This was the one who walked with me through my teenage pregnancies. This was the one who walked with me through my drug addictions. This was the one who walked with me when I took her stuff, okay? This was the one who never left me nor forsake me. No matter how tumultuous our relationship was, she was that one
0: that was there.
1: But at that moment, when I sat on my father's grave all those years ago, I couldn't see any of that. All I knew was we were bumping heads and I felt like my daddy left me with this woman. (laughs) I'm saying this because somebody needs to wake up and understand that that person that is by your side, that person that is loving you unconditionally, that person who you don't give a second thought about but whom, to whom you are their world, that person deserves more from you than what you're giving. That person deserves more recognition than what you're recognizing. That person is the cause of you having the strength to stand in your darkest hours. That person. In the flesh, in the flesh is showing you the unconditional love of God, and you are literally sitting in God's face because you're not receiving it, you're not recognizing it, you're not appreciating it. There is such a power in relationships because relationships come from God, And if you look around, you will recognize that the enemy comes in to try to tear down every conceivable relationship you could have. He comes in and he separates husbands from wives. He comes in, he separates parents from children. He comes in and he wreaks havoc in relationships on your job in relationships in your friend, with your friends. And I'm talking true relationships. Now, I'm not talking about these fly-by-night people that ain't got no business in your life to begin with. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about relationships that have been birthed out of the love of God, the love that God has for you, which is why he put that person in your life. And we turn our backs. We curse them out. We say all manner of foul and evil things about them and to them when they've been placed there to love you. Simply to love you. And you won't accept or receive their love. It's very sad. It's very sad when we miss out on the blessings that God has given us. The word of God says, be careful how you treat strangers because you could be entertaining angels unaware. Be careful what you do. Be careful how you treat those that God has placed in your life. It's it's something to give thought to. Sis, I'm going to let you jump in here. Tell us your thoughts
2: I can listen to you all night Mm. Everything you're talking about is so real I just want to tell somebody Now let me tell you my side I know it's a process Coming up in the church And having things happen to you And the Lord saves you And then later on down in your life You fall I realize that side of it and it's hard once you backslid and coming back. A lot of times, it's about repenting, but it's a process of forgiving yourself and other things as well. I know what it's like to have things in my heart towards people hurt. Try not to animosity, but animosity, whatever it is. The word of God says, I will not leave your soul in hell. God shall deliver you out of them all. My godmother used to have me read that all the time. Everything about you that's imperfected, everything about you that's not like him, he'll take care of it. Now let's talk about the real battle, and that's the battlefield of the mind. In order to get to where Elder Clutt is talking, in order to get to what I'm saying now, and trust me, I just got on board. I would say about... Six, seven, eight, nine a year ago And been fighting since To keep my sanity To keep my mind To keep my joy To keep my peace To be happy on my job To be happy in my home To be happy whether I like what my kids do or not To be happy with myself Regardless of the mistakes that I made That's a battlefield every day Those are the spiritual battles That I fight, you guys, all the time But I'm saying to you if it was easy, everybody would be doing it.
0: Hmm.
2: But you're worth it. And you need to know that Jesus died on the cross because you're worth it. He wants you to fight. He's already died on the cross and fought for you. He already knows that you're worth it. He needs to know that you know that you're worth it. Hmm. Fight up. But while Elder was talking, this is what the Holy Spirit quickened me and my spirit to tell everybody. When we thank God, we thank him. Thank you, Lord, for my home. Thank you, Lord, for my car. Thank you, Lord, for my job. Thank you, Lord, for money in the bank. Thank you, Lord. No, I'm not saying that's how everybody prays. But when we thank him and when we ask of him, we ask of him for the materialistic things of this world. Do we ever ask him for him? Mm. Lord, I need a clean heart.
0: Hmm. Lord, I
2: need a peace of mind. Lord, I need a heart that's worthy of you.
0: Mm-hmm. Lord, I need a
2: prayer Lord, I need some deliverance Lord, I need some help Lord, I don't know Lord, keep my mind stayed on thee Lord, let me have a heart To love your people like you love me Those are the things that I truly believe Bubbles his, bubbles the inner core Of God, our Heavenly Father and that's what I truly believe, because when you start praising him for all the good things and not the materialistic things of this world, I believe we all will see a change. I just got there. Everybody, hold them up. Okay?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm not telling you about three years ago, four years ago. If I, if I had $30 in the bank and I've been there before, I don't know why I act like I ain't never been there before, then I was freaking out. asking the Lord, where are you? But see, he know now, and this is what I tell the devil. If it's a one-bedroom, Lord, I thank you. I give you praise.
0: Mm.
2: If it's all in a one-room, Lord, I thank you, and I give you praise. Because, mm. see, I've been abounded. I've been abased. I've been at low points in my life, and I thank God. I've truly never been as high as he's going to take me, and I thank God not as low that he wanted to kill me. But I've been through the rain and the storm. And it's going to be more. If you think it ends, once you get over this, then I'm sorry, you're in the wrong field right now Mm, of loving the Lord. mm. It's going to always be something. Trust me, lo and behold. That's why you have to keep your mind stayed on him. And how Mm -hmm. you do, it's not easy. People say, I don't have no time. I did. I get off work. I'm so tired. But you can sit up in bed and watch TV.
0: Okay. Or you can eat
2: and find time. Or you can be texting or get on Facebook. But you have time. Hmm. But what's important to you, I'm learning in my life, people. Please hear me. What you put first is what you, what you render that's more important. And guess what? Those are the results you get.
0: Mm-hmm. But see,
2: you only can work for so long. That's good with business and everything. So you only can work for so long. And then eventually you're going to cry out to the Lord for some help for your strength.
0: Mm-hmm. Everything
2: that you have comes from him and up above. I'm not telling you it's going to be easy, but you wake up and as my grandmother said, and I'm going to say it again, you have to have a made up mind. I'm not telling you Mm -hmm. kicking addictions is easy. I'm not telling you getting over somebody you love is easy. I'm not telling you if you got a divorce, it's not easy. I'm not telling you anything. I've been through all that. I'm saying to you, when are you going to start? Because time is winding up. People are leaving here, y'all. Yes. And you're not if you're not seeing like like Ella was saying, be grateful.
0: Mm. I had
2: a meltdown at work about four days about a week ago. I told my boss, give me five reasons. Please tell me right now why I should stay. Because a part of me wanna just get up and walk out. And I've been here before too. Because I'm just I'm trying to grab this, because Lord, I know you called me for greater. And I'm what? What am I doing? Those are my flip out moments, people. Let me mm-hmm. be transparent to you. I go to him like that. Lord, I need you. I walked outside y'all, and this is what I said: I need you. I need you to come over to me right now because I am. Whoo, I'm about ready to snap nine because I'm feeling really over this here. And he gave me a peace And he gave me a calm Before I knew it I did what I had to do And it was time to go home mm-hmm. All I'm saying to you is Let him into your heart Everybody thinks it's so difficult It doesn't matter My pastor was talking about relationship Today in church wow. And about, about the harlot In the Bible When she hid the spies We were in Joshua 2, 8 through 17 but he, he he broke it down. He said, why everybody has to call her a harlot? Because if you think about a harlot, you would think a prostitute, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Why can't you turn that around and look at her, who she was? Because she was mentioned three times in the Bible. Maybe the writer was a little bit prejudiced. So he didn't really say, but this was a single woman. She learned how to make things in the, in a man's world at that time. She, a she learned how woman. to hide out spies. Huh? She was a businesswoman. She was an entrepreneur, Pastor said. Yes, she was. See she how was are you looking at your life today? Right? Mm-hmm. Are you looking at yourself like because your car ain't what you think it should be? Your home situation? Please believe me, you guys. I know what that's like too. But I I beseech you, my brothers and sisters, please hear me. Get your mind back straight. Pay attention to what you're watching, what you're hearing, what you're seeing, who you're around. Relationships doesn't necessarily mean it always has to be family. It's sad, you guys, but if it causes you pain and causing your world to be disrupted and turned upside down, you may have to let it go a little bit Mm -hmm. and pray and ask Mm -hmm. God, if it's meant to be, bring it back.
0: Because I'm going to tell y'all
2: something, nothing is worth your peace and your sanity.
1: Hm. Nothing.
2: I had to, my 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 baby, my last baby. I told you guys about. You follow me about it. She wants me to go into that drama court with her, but you know what I realized? Lord, you did brought me too far. Hallelujah. I ain't trying hmm. to go back that way. I ain't trying man, to turn man. into stone. I ain't trying to turn into a pillar of salt. Hmm. I already know what that's like. Know what I told her? Come over on this side, because that'll be the only way I'm gonna talk to you. Hmm. That sometimes you guys have to say that to whoever. Yeah. Come on this yes. side. Because that's the only way I can deal with you. It's not, they don't mean it. Because they gonna think about you whatever they want to think about you.
1: That's right.
2: I'm just keeping it transparent and real to say to you guys, no, it's not easy. But you're worth it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I've been in the suicidal thoughts, depression, suppression, depression, depression. It was sunny outside and I couldn't even see the sun shining, you guys. That's how low my Mm -hmm. spirit, my heart, my soul was. Mm -hmm. But I feel that God is in a position now that I can tell you, you don't want to be there. Come out because he is real. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Everything about what I'm telling you is real. I love you guys and I pray that you can hear me and be blessed today. Go ahead, Elvin, thank you.
1: I just, you know, I think that we have to get back to appreciation of one another. And I think that in many, many different instances, we have lost the art of appreciation, just you know you know my big thing is acknowledging people when you see them just a a simple smile and hello in dealing with being influential in another person's life. I think that one of the things and i and I said this a little while ago about um the power in relationships that some of that power is is a good it's good. And then some of that power we give unto relationships is in a negative connotation. And I think it's when we have a bad relationship. And we allow that bad relationship to ruin good relationships that God has for us. I gave the scenario about, you know, the young man and, you know, you're, the woman you wanted to take or the girl. It was a girl. Think about this. This was a high school girl who, you know, was still formulating in her own being of who she was. And because she rejected you and said, no, when you asked her to go to the prom, now every girl that you meet, you you. You carry that hurt and that pain of that rejection from this one high school girl 30 years ago, and it has messed your life up. It has messed up your ability to appreciate the glory and the good in the one that God gave you afterwards. That girl probably was not the one that was for you. That girl was not your good thing. And now God has given you your good thing, and you're so busy being messed up about what somebody else did, you can't appreciate your good thing. You can't. You know, I've told this little story before in the past where I, I came to a realization that God back, this was back in my 20s, but because I had had two bad relationships back to back, I had really, really, in all honesty, developed a disdain for the male species. Did not like the male species at all at that point in time. Um, and, and it was just like, you know, I, I was so embittered, literally, by what I had gone through that I had just let that bitterness eat at me, and so I I didn't give any any man um, the benefit of the doubt. You know, as far as I was concerned, they were all dogs. Was none of them no good, and I was going to use them the same way that they use women. And that was my mindset as far as men was concerned. And I'll never forget. I was at Caesar's Palace, and this is how embittered I was. That, you know, I could not even recognize somebody that was right in front of me because of my little, my chip on my shoulder and and my bitterness, my literal, literal bitterness. And I'll never forget this. I was at Caesar's Palace. I was standing at a house phone because I was meeting somebody. In fact, the person I was meeting was the person that was helping me get my first job with Don King Productions. And I had paged him. And, um, and as I was standing there, when I hung up the phone, there was another gentleman standing next to me, very articulate, very nicely dressed, man, you know, and he asked me and he said, I'm sorry, ma'am, are you paging me? And I literally, I promise you, I took it as a pickup line, you know, and I was just really incensed by it. And really, you know, my response was, that of a bitter black woman, basically. And I was like, no, I wasn't paging you, you know. And I looked at him real, like, nasty. And he was like, no, ma'am, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I don't mean any harm, but someone paged me and the operator told me that the person that paged me was standing next to me, because, you know, it was a row of household. And I was like, no, I ain't paged you. And I'm serious. And after, you know, and he was like, he apologized. Very, very nice gentleman, you know. And um, and he went on back to the conversation he was having with the people that were standing by him. I moved away from where he was standing, but I kept looking back at this individual, and I kept thinking he looks familiar now, I knew I wasn't paging him because the person I was paging was walking up to meet me because I spoke to them, but it was just like i kept I, I couldn't shake the fact that this man looked familiar and i and you know, and then the fact that I would had been really nasty to him anyway but so when my friend walked up, and we started talking, and I said, um, my friend's name was Dwight. I said, Dwight, do you know who that person is right there? And he was like, yeah, girl, you don't know who that is. And I was like, no, I know he looks very familiar, but I don't know who he is. And Dwight looked at me, and he said, girl, that's Marvin Gaye. I felt like two shades of, of low. <laughs> okay. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I promise you, as God is my witness, I felt two shades of low, okay? There's a girl that's Marvin uh, Gaye. Oh, oh my God.
2: Oh, my God. I
1: believe I could have changed
2: Marvin Gaye's whole life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: what I just think I would have met him okay. back then. <laughs> okay.
1: My point is, Mr. White could be standing right in front of you, and because of your nasty attitude, you can't even recognize you know what I'm saying? Who's
2: right there? I like what you yeah. just said. You can't you know that's not just that. Right. Your blessing, your job, your position. Yeah. yeah. Your next book. Your 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 next talk show. Whatever it okay. is to be right there. But if you are nasty, right you hmm. are are you still <laughs> bitter fifteen years ago, you guys, that man has mm-hmm. moved on. That woman mm-hmm.
0: has mm-hmm. moved on. Mm-hmm. Their yeah.
2: relationship that That what friendship, whatever it is, has gone on. Pray that they mm-hmm. do, because if it didn't work, I remember I'm telling you guys, I believe I shared this with you. I said coming out of a bad relationship, do this relationship, but I was fighting with everything in me to keep it together. I was, because we are used to the ill, the the unnorm we we're used to the unnorm, unhealthy norm. we're mm. so used to it being not normal. That mm-hmm. when something healthy comes, we run back to the mm-hmm. not normal. Mm-hmm. Because it's That's all right. we know. Unhealthy doesn't seem right.
0: That's so right. So what I'm You're
2: saying to right. you is, man, I'm, yeah, I'm like, Lord, well, I'm trying to do everything I can to get this relationship together. And he said, I did this. What? Mm-hmm. I did it. And there's nothing that you can do that can put it back together again. Hmm. I call hmm. division. I cause confusion because if you don't know how to let it go, I'll strip it from you. Mm. Hallelujah. Can mm. I get amen? What they say, amen, the amen. say, can I get a witness?
0: Okay. <laughs> nobody but Jesus.
2: Thank you, Lord. Mm. Mm. Because a lot of times ask him when well, you don't know better for yourself. That's why it's mm. healthy to God to say, I know not. Mm. I don't even know. I don't even know how to put this back together again. I feel like Humpty mm. Dumpty, Lord.
0: Mm-mm-mm. This is
2: broken. This is torn up. You feel like Joe. The house burned mm-hmm. down. The kids gone straight. The dogs are dead. Lost my job. I'm sick. I don't even know how to put this back together again. Mm. But as the song says, the Lord, the Word of God says, for you are the clay, and He is the Potter.
0: Mm -hmm. And the
2: song says, for the potter wants to put you back together again.
0: Hmm.
2: Let him put you back together. You running out of time. Yes. You are that next book. You are that next Hmm. entrepreneur. You are that next. The devil wouldn't be fighting you so hard if you weren't. Amen.
1: Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. And that's real. That's real. That is real. We have to recognize the hand of God versus the hand of the enemy, and that's, that is another segment of the power of relationship, okay? You have to get to a place in your relationship with God that you know him so well that you can tell the fake from the phony. Can't anybody walk up to me and pretend to me to be my husband, okay? I know my husband. I know my man, Okay. So can't nobody say the fuck with me and me believe that it's him. You can't even call me and fake and try to pretend his voice. Okay. Because I know him. When you know someone, you have intimate knowledge of that person. When you think about when the word of God talked about, um, Abraham and Sarah, that Abraham knew Sarah, same way when he talked about Hannah, when, when, um, Solomon was conceived Hannah went back after she cried out to the Lord and she and her husband knew her. You know what I'm saying? They had intimate relationship with one another. When you get to that place of intimacy with your father, God, can't nobody fake the funk on you when it comes to God. Can't nobody tell you that it's him when you know it's not him. You better come on you will be able to recognize his voice even above your own. A lot of people claim come on. that, you know, God told them something, but you know it was nobody but you saying what you wanted to hear. You know that. God knows that. Everybody around you knows that, but you still trying to fake the funk and pretend that, oh, no, I got a word from God. No, you didn't. You ate bad pizza last come on. night.
2: Okay? <laughs> what they say, you better shut up.
0: You better
1: you shut know, up. <laughs> seriously. That wasn't a dream. It was a nightmare. Wake up. Okay? (laughs) Hear the voice of God. Hear the voice of God. And don't substitute your voice for his. Because you know your father's voice if you know your father. Now, see, that's where when the word of God said those that know their God will do great exploits. Not just exploits. Great exploits. Why? Because they know their God. They know their father. They know that they know that they know what their father desires for them. They know what they know what they know what their father will do for them. That's how come you don't walk in the moment of happiness and allow that to cause your praise. You have to get to that place of knowledge where it is an intimate, deep-seated knowledge of who God is in your life that causes your praise. And when you get to that place of knowing him, truly, truly having relationship with him, then that's when your praise stops being predicated on what happens or what it is that you're walking through or what you're experiencing at that time. Yes, there are some times where you got some happy moments and that happy moment is going to cause you to do the Holy Ghost dance because God really, really showed up and showed out. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for those moments. But you're going to have a whole lot more moments. I'm just being honest and real with you that it's going to be a, you know what, I'm going to praise you in spite of because my weapon of choice is my praise. This is how I fight my battles. And therefore, that praise that I am giving unto you, oh, Lord God, it is as real as real can get because I know that I know that I know that you love me. You've got my back. You've got this situation and it's all working out to my good. Why? Because I love you you and am called according to your purpose. So whatever the devil thought he had planned for me, it's backfiring and coming all back on him because I know who my God is. I have relationship. I have relationship. And here's the other thing. I refuse to let something that happened in my past, in my past, With a bad relationship, this is where I had to get to now. Hear me, because I just shared with you how embittered I was at one point in time in my life. I had to get to a place in my life that I would not allow my bitterness and the sins of my past relationships keep me in bondage. You got to get to that place. Well, you know what? I was not created to be a, a mad black woman, okay? I was not created to walk around with a chip on my shoulder and ready to cut, slice, dice, and shoot anything that came my way, okay? That was not why I was created. I can't be somebody else's answer if I'm so busy being mean and, uh, and ugly, you know, that I can't even recognize when somebody is right in front of me that could be a blessing in my life. Think about it. So I'm encouraging you on this day, on this day, whatever day you are hearing this recording, whatever time it is, whatever day it is, whatever hemisphere you find yourself in, I am encouraging you this day to say enough. Enough is enough. Lord God, Almighty King, Master, Lord of the universe, I choose this day to be who you created me to be, and I choose this day to be a blessing in the lives of those people that I come in contact with, and even even if, hear me now, even if one of those people I come in contact with is somebody that did me wrong in the past, I still, I still make the conscious choice and decision to be a blessing even unto them, because guess what? As I bless them, you will bless me. You will bless me. So I will not be selective in my blessings. I will not be selective in my forgiveness. I will not be selective in whom I allow you to use me to be a blessing unto. Because, Lord God, I trust you. Because, Lord God, you have chosen to love me in spite of me. And so because you have done that for me, I am going to choose to do that for others, and I'm going to relish and reverence the relationships that you have given me. It is time for some of you guys to go to your mates and say, I'm sorry, because you know what? I have wronged you. You have tried to be a blessing to me, and I have punished you for what others have done in my life, and I am sorry. Please forgive me. Please, please, please forgive me. That's not an easy confession to make to somebody, but it is a necessary confession if you're going to get to the other side, to that place called there, that place of peace and harmony and love. If you're going to get there, don't wait till it's too late. Don't wait till you don't have opportunity to say the words that you need to say. Make sure you're saying them now while you have the ability. And guess what? Sometimes so much has happened That that person doesn't even believe that you're sincere, but that's okay because time brings about a change. And as you speak with sincerity in your heart to them and you do not allow the enemy to come in and wreak havoc and take that sincerity away from you because the enemy will try and do it, I promise you. You know, you will start off with a sincere heart and meaning in your heart that, you know, I apologize and please forgive me. And before you know it, the enemy done jumped up, did something else through your mate and you done took the apology away and even carrying a bigger chip on your shoulders than you have before. Don't let the devil trip you up. The love of God is the love of God, no matter what. So allow yourself to be used to love others with that same love
2: that God has for you. Go ahead, sis. Can I just listen?
0: Because I'm going to tell
2: you something. <laughs> i I'm with her. Um, not because she's elder, but because I'm there in my life right now. I had to realize that the mistakes that I made, I can't bring them into my future. Hmm. How can you look into your future If you keep looking back into your past yeah.
0: You're going
2: to run into a yeah. wall And I want you to know that Wherever you are It don't matter if it's a bathroom It don't matter if it's your living room It no not matter where you are I just pray right now in the name of Jesus Father that you would just open up the hearts And minds and the souls Of your children Allow them Father God Because your word says that my sheep Knows my voice.
0: Hmm.
2: Allow them to hear the idio whispers of your voice, hmm. whenever it is. In a heat, in obedience, I speak for myself first as well to your beckon and your call, to be used according to how you want us to be used, even when it doesn't feel good, hmm. even when it feels like you're on the bottom. God says, those that are on, that are. Last going to be first And those first going to be last Don't you want to mm-hmm. be in that number
0: mm-hmm. In the
2: name of Jesus
0: mm-hmm.
2: But it's according to your works Not that you go door to door I don't mean no harm against nobody Not if you go to church every Sunday People Not if you go to every Bible study And every Prayer I'm not saying that any of that's bad Go But don't think that God is judging you According to that but it's the condition of a man's heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Mm-hmm. Don't get caught up in the things of this world. They're good to have. I'm not telling you they don't. They're not. Please forgive me. But love God only first. With your whole heart, your whole mind, and your soul. And what mm-hmm. you see see, he'll bless you. I love you guys.
1: Amen, amen, sis. Well, we're at the
2: end of the show. Would you just pray over the people for me, please?
0: Father, in the name of Jesus, again,
2: we beseech you, O Lord, we come before you, knowing that you're God and God only.
0: Hmm.
2: We humble ourselves in our hearts, our minds, and our souls, and we kneel down before you, wherever we are, in our souls first. Let us hide behind the cross and see you. Lord, let us do the things that are pleasing in God's sight, not our own. Let us not look for the world to okay us, but let us be all the more our right because you smiled on us. Mm. Open up our hearts, our minds, and our souls.
0: Yes, Lord. Again,
2: let us hear the faint whisper of your voice and your loud call. And we love you, Lord, and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, Mm. amen.
1: Amen, amen, amen. Well, I have enjoyed this show. Um, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray, pray, pray that you who have listened hear our hearts and what we share today and the importance of reverencing those that are around you. We we have been the first ones to tell you we have not always gotten it right enough And to say we still may get it wrong sometimes, even today. It's not just predicated on who we used to be. We still have the propensity to make mistakes even today. But what we do know, where we have come from, God has blessed us in a manner and in a way that has taught us the importance of appreciating those that He has blessed our lives with. And I'm prayerful that you will take heed and do likewise. This is a great, great honor to be able to use of God, to be used of God, to show forth his love in the lives of someone else. It is an honor to be used of God in that manner. Please stop worrying about who's using you and recognize that you may have been put there specifically for usury. Because as we've said over and over and over again, you were created to be the answer to someone's need. And someone may need you to stand steadfast and love them through in ways that have never been done for them before, in a way that they've never encountered before. Why? Because they need you to show them Jesus. They need to see him live and in living color, in action, in someone's life. Why not your life? Allow God to use you to be a blessing in someone else's life. Allow God to use you to show forth the power of relationship in the lives of others. God bless you. Have an incredible week in the Lord. And we love you with the agape love of God. God bless.
2: Amen. I love you guys. Love you, sis.
1: Love you too, my love.
0: Let's keep it real.